heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, hello there, Growth Junkies, and welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. I am your host, Kent El Husay, and I am joined today by my co-host, Mr. Ben Bost. How are you, Ben? Fantastic. Great to be here. Yeah. We're going to have a good conversation today on this episode. It's one that sort of follows up on the last episode where we talked about stress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stress is something that um, we're pretty confident every one of you experiences. We talked about different kinds of stress and how to cope with it. And so that leads naturally into a conversation about resilience, resilience. You may have heard that word before. And so we are going to be unpacking the concept of resilience and talking about what it is Mm. and how to do it. And so I think a lot of us would want to be resilient. I think if we're going to be honest about it, a lot of us would have to admit that oftentimes we're not. We um, we get knocked down. And we get and up again. We try to get back up again. Sometimes it's easier just to stay down, right? Who sang that song? There was a song by a band called Chumba Wamba. <laughs> Do you all remember that band? No. Talk about a one-hit wonder. I have never heard of that band. 1997, they had a song <laughs> called Tub Thumping. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's real. <laughs> ben, you need to check your music, man. I got issues. Tub Thumping by Chumba Wamba back in 1997. <laughs> And the lyric was, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Ain't ever going to keep me down. That was that song. That's the song. I thought it was, I would never have, have got that. I would have thought well, it was Well, because totally no one knows what the name means, you know, tub thumping. Maybe it's like a British thing. You know, maybe the Brits can weigh in on this. You British growth junkies, you tell us what tub thumping is. But that's the name of the song. And it was a big hit back in 1997. It was. And here's why it resonated, I think. Well, number one, because it was weird. But number two, (laughs) because we all live there. Mm. Getting knocked down, what do we do? Do we get back up or do we stay down? Right. So this whole idea of resilience is basically about getting knocked down and getting back up. Mm -hmm. How do we get back up? And and here's the thing. You know, we get knocked down by different things. We get knocked down by stress, mm-hmm. get knocked down by pressure. We get knocked down by relationships, get knocked down by failures, mm-hmm. by rejections. Sure. And so the real question is, how do we get back to where we were and even move forward? Yeah. So I, um, I have a mental image in my mind and I tend to think in terms of like movie scenes. And mm. so... I don't know. Did you see Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. Ben? Not the not the most recent. I mean, obviously, the Rocky movies, but not the most recent. Okay, so this is like Rocky 17 or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's like the last one. <laughs> Rocky Balboa, he's like 80 years old. No, he's not 80, okay? But Rocky, it was a really good movie, actually. I was really impressed. Huh. And I just watched this last week with my kids, and so it refreshes my memory. But there's this remarkable scene where Rocky is talking with his son, who's probably like in his mid late twenties trying to get, you know, going in business and resents his dad and resents his last name Mm. because his dad embarrasses him. And he feels like he blames his father for limiting his opportunities and he can never get ahead in life because of his father or because of this or that. And they have it out on the street. Like they have this, 
not like boxing each other, but they're like, you know, verbally having this conversation. The son's flipping out and complaining and whining about all the reasons why he can't get ahead. Mm. And then, you know, Rocky has this response to his son and he basically challenges him. He said, you know, the essence of life, he goes, is that life hits hard. Nothing like hits harder than life. Meaning right. stress and pressure and expectation. It's going to hit you really hard. Mm. And it's really not about how hard you can punch. He says it's about how hard you can get punched and keep moving forward. Mm. He says it's how much you can take and keep moving forward. He said that's how winning is done. Mm. That's how you win at life. Is It's not about how hard you hit life. It's how hard life hits you and you get back up. And then, of course, that's the essence of Rocky. Like, it wasn't really about how hard he hit. That was really never why Rocky won all his fights. It was about how hard he got hit Mm -hmm. and he stayed in the ring. So, like, even that movie, Rocky Balboa, at the end, I don't think I'm playing spoilers. It's been out for a while. (laughs) But at the end, he takes the champion, the heavyweight champion, through 10 rounds. Mm -hmm. And the, the champion had never gone that far. He doesn't win. In the end, he doesn't win, but he still wins Mm -hmm. because he stayed in there. He got back up. He made it through this fight. And so it was this great story, this this visual image about resilience. Mm. And the key to surviving life and thriving in this life is not necessarily winning at everything, but it's staying in the fight. That is a great image. Isn't it? Just hanging in there, being resilient, persevering, being steady, which is so interesting because if you look at the Bible, like that's one of the themes of the Bible yeah. is perseverance, mm-hmm. endurance, surviving, thriving in the midst of adversity. Yeah. So I feel like that's a, that's a biblical theme. It's, it's a life theme. I think everyone can relate to it because everyone gets knocked down, but we don't always get back up. And I think one of the things that causes a great amount of adversity for people today is philosophical, mm-hmm. that life isn't supposed to be hard. Right. We get this message sent to us through a lot of different mm-hmm. channels, whether it's media, advertising, whatever. But yet we're inspired by movies yep. like Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. because we know life is hard. Right. And it's going to kick your butt at times. And that's exactly what he says. It's it very adverse. Life is going to beat you down if you let it. Yeah. And it's so true. Life has a way of doing that. We, we, another word for life is reality. Mm-hmm. Reality is, well, it's real. And, and there's two sides to reality. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, you're going to figure this out mm-hmm. if you haven't already. There is positive reality and there's negative reality. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we like to live in a world in which we think that we're going to get to a point where we insulate ourselves enough. We make enough good choices. We make enough money. We find a certain level of success and we feel like the negative reality is no longer going to be there. And that's not true. Well, it's it's almost like we're sold this idea that if there is any negative reality, something's wrong with you. Right. I did something wrong. Well, here's, 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 a, 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 here's, a, here's a statement on, on the reality of the world. Negative reality has nothing to do with you. It's just a fact of life. Right. And it's always going to be there. And you cannot control life and avoid it. So you're going to get kicked in the teeth. You're going to get chopped off at the knees. It's going to happen one way or another. It's a financial thing. It's a relational thing. It's a political thing. I mean, whatever it might be, something's going to happen. It's going to be bad. And the question is, how do you bounce back from it? How do you be resilient in the face of that? Whether it's a small knockdown or a major knockout. There's a really interesting, this brought this up as you were talking about this, a really interesting video 
uh, it was a TED Talk, for those of you growth junkies who like to listen to, to TED Talks, that Billy Graham did. Huh. Most people don't know that Billy Graham spoke at TED. Wow. And you can find this if you go look for it. And the most insightful thing of this video, if you go watch it, uh, amongst this group of people who uh, would consider themselves forward thinkers, uh, open-minded, and what mm -hmm. have you, he looks right at him and he says, there are three things that no one's ever been able to solve or figure out, and you're not going to figure them out either. The first is death. Mm -hmm. The second is suffering. Mm -hmm. And the third is the reality of evil. Mm. I thought you were going to say taxes. <laughs> taxes. That's true, too. Is that, that's so the reality. Say one more suffering. time. So one more time for us. Death. Okay. Suffering. Okay. And evil. Yeah, it's real. Because like you bring it up, there, there are people in this world who don't really care about you. Mm -hmm. They can give a rip. Right. You are just either in the way or uh, something that's designed to propel their agenda forward. Mm-hmm. And the causes are, or the results that they are wanting are really not good, but yeah. that could cause adversity in your life. Yep. And we can sometimes find ourselves in those places. Um, like, or people make mistakes or mm -hmm. make choices that directly affect you. Mm -hmm. Like I think my mom was in a auto accident in 2005, going mm -hmm. the wrong, a guy got on the, on the highway, going the wrong way in California, hit mm -hmm. her head on mm -hmm. at 70 miles an hour and he was drunk. Wow. And nine months of, of rehab for my mom, she got hit three times from three different angles. Like she didn't choose that. Wow. That's horrible. Yeah, that's bad. And we know that those of you out there listening have had experiences that you struggle to reconcile. Mm -hmm. It's just difficult to figure out. Yeah. And so in the midst of this world that can be sometimes very unforgiving and adverse, how do we be resilient? Yeah. And an interesting thing in, in education circles today this is, these are the, the buzzwords, trauma and resilience, mm -hmm. trauma and resilience. Mm -hmm. How do we help our students become more resilient? Yep. And that is the big discussion in, in education because they're seeing so much trauma come into the classroom. Mm -hmm. and, and teachers are now in the role of having to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. The question isn't, are you traumatized? The question is, what's your trauma? You know, <laughs> sure. really? And, and yeah. I know, I know there's a, like a, there's a by the book definition and some would argue that trauma is only certain things. But in reality, I, I believe that we're all traumatized by something mm. because sooner or later we, we wake up and realize that the world is not a simple, easy, soft place. Yeah. It is a hard, difficult, complex place. Mm -hmm. And bad things happen in this world. Bad stuff goes down. Things right. go wrong. And so we're all going to be there. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you're like in that place right now where the, the ceiling's caving in, the mm -hmm. floor is falling out and bad stuff is happening mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do to get out of it. And so resilience is very timely for you. And maybe you're not there now, but you will be. Mm -hmm. So this is all about, uh, and we want to talk about how to deal with the adversity or the trauma in your life. And so what I want to do is really get into first and foremost, the truth. Um, there are two things we really believe in here. Um, ben and I, and we talk a lot about these two things in these podcasts. It is grace and truth. Grace and truth. And we all need both of those things. Mm -hmm. So we all need grace from other people, which is sometimes you use the word empathy. Mm -hmm. We need to feel understood and that you care. So we value that. And we talk about receiving empathy and giving empathy and listening when you need to listen. And honestly, that's where it always needs to start. You know, giving people grace when they're having a hard time. Yeah. But there's also a time where you've given grace and some truth needs to come through. So, we're going to reverse that order a little bit here because mm -hmm. of time and this podcast, we're going to get right into truth. 
So I, I, but by doing this, I want to encourage you growth junkies. It doesn't mean this is where you start in your conversations Mm -hmm. or this is where we'd start with you in a personal conversation. We always begin with grace. It's more like what's going on. Let me listen to you and let's share that burden together. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. But I do want to share some truth because the truth is something we need to get to at some point. So what is the truth about adversity? Well, there are four things that are true about adversity and they're critically important. First and foremost, adversity is real. It's reality. Um, We are not doing ourselves favors when we live in denial. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's not going to happen to me. This isn't real stuff. I can bury my head in the sand and it's not going to happen. You've got to start with the, the the reality that adversity is 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 common experience, and it's going to happen if it isn't already. Secondly, second truth: adversity is common. Mm-hmm. We all experience it. You cannot play the card which says it's only me, only I am going through this. I'm the only one who's ever experienced this. Honestly, that is not true. I know it feels that way sometimes, but there are always other people that have it worse. It's true. And there are always other people that have been through identifying experiences. Are you sure, Kent, that I'm not the only one who's ever lived life this way, in this way, I'm and sure. experiencing it like this? Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell you that in the moment. <laughs> but after the fact or outside the fact, I would remind you, you're not alone. Well, you make a really good observation there, though, of how we care for other people. Mm-hmm. Like there's things to say in the moment and things not to say. Right. And I would say the first thing to do is not say anything. But when the time is right, you know, this is like the old Testament book of Job, you know, Job had his life messed up. It was horrible. Everything was falling apart. And then his buddies showed up and <laughs> they did something good. They sat down and, and they shut their mouths, you know, for a while. And that was the best thing they could do. And then they opened their mouths and said a bunch of stupid stuff, you know? And so there's a reality to that, you know, starting there. But at some point you have to open your mouth and give some counsel, some wisdom and encouragement to people. And, and part of this is the acknowledging the fact that, you are not alone. You know, your stuff is not unique. It may be um, a special version that you're experiencing, but other people have experienced it too Mm -hmm. and can relate to you. So you've got to seek that out. You've got to find other people who understand and acknowledge the fact that you're not alone. And you're highlighting something though that it can be a, a real challenge for folks today. It is. Because the real epidemic is loneliness. Yeah. We need people to go through adversity uh, together, we need people mm-hmm. to help us deal with that. Yeah. Well, what happens when you're, I think, like we are in a society that really advocates for individualism, and people struggle to find those relationships where they could lean on each other in times of adversity. Yeah. You really do need someone else. You do. Our tendency, and I'll speak of my own tendency, and I think it's probably accurate to say that a lot of our tendencies is to go inward. When we fall in hard times, when bad things happen, we tend to shut down and we tend to pull back and hide when exactly in reality, we need to do the opposite. We need to reach out. We need to reach out and connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And so you have to fight that, that sort of instinct, that, that, that natural inclination to sort of hunker down and disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the worst thing you can do. You honestly need to find other people to share that burden with them. And there's a lot of stuff in, in the Bible about us coming under you know, the burden with other people mm-hmm. and sharing that experience. Right. And honestly, the only way you're going to find commonality with other people with their pain is for you to share. I'm going through this. And then someone can say, oh, gosh, I've been through something similar. And I, I, I understand how, how you how you're experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And I can share that with you. There's something very healing about 
having the common experience with others, not isolating, but reaching out. Yeah. So adversity is real. Adversity is common. And then the third thing is adversity isn't always bad. (laughs) What if you could change your perspective on adversity and say, you know what? Even though it feels bad, it doesn't feel good. No one's going to argue that adversity feels good. You have to be some sort of glutton for punishment, like a, a sadomasochist, right? To say, oh man, hit me again. Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> give me another cut. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that it doesn't, it never feels good, but it can be good. What in adversity or even in trauma has value? Mm-hmm. What can be taken from it that helps? And I would say, now, this is not true. It's not universal. I I would argue that in an evil world, there are such evil things that can happen where you have to admit that maybe nothing good can come from that. Mm. Like that's that's nothing really good. It's just pure evil. But I would say, I don't know what the percentage is, but I think a lot of the things we go through, a lot of the adversities, there is something once you have metabolized it, Mm -hmm. thought about it, contemplated, worked on it, processed it, can draw something of value from it. Something I've learned, something that makes me better, something that makes me stronger, something that makes me wiser, deeper, softer. There's something good in every Mm -hmm. adverse circumstance. And if you looked at all the adverse things that happened to you through a lens of truth, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't feel good in the moment, there is likely something good you can take from it. Adversity serves a purpose. And I would even go so far as to say that as people... We can't be our best. There are certain things we cannot learn unless Mm. we go through adversity. Like, for example, patience. I, and it sounds like a lot of other people are not very patient. (laughs) You know, I, I, how do I learn patience? I'm never going to learn it by reading it in a book. I'm only going to learn patience by waiting, having to wait and be patient. Or being put in frustrating situations and having to choose to deal with it. That's right. And and how you engage it. That's exactly right. I'm, um, there's, I'm just never going to learn unless I experience it. Yeah. And there's a host of things that we cannot really learn, like empathy. Honestly, nobody's born with empathy. Nobody's born with a level of sympathy for mm-hmm. other people. It has to be experienced. That resonance, that identification has to come through your own pain. So if you want to be able to empathize with other people's pain, you've got to go through some pain yourself. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. So for us to, to fill out or round out as, as, as people, well-rounded people, you've got to go through the adversity. Yeah. So the reality is that adversity serves a purpose. There's something good to be found in adversity. And I would say one of the areas taking a little bit of a, a side road on this conversation that where adversity could be very helpful today is mm-hmm. in this category of our intellectual discussion. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't want adverse uh, opinions to what they believe. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want to deal with the other side. They right. want to think about it the way they do. And I, I think we don't benefit until we are able to deal with an oppositional view or something that's different than what we believe. Yep. We benefit and grow intellectually when we're able to have that. But there's this weird thing happening societally today where people don't want to necessarily deal with other views. Right. And something that could potentially change their mind. And, and I would say even for us who have uh, a deep sense of faith, mm-hmm. like we talk about, you and I, Kent, 
are followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, what are all the adverse views? I know that I've grown and benefited greatly when I've had to work through those things mm-hmm. related to my faith and sit back and go, okay, why do I believe what I believe mm-hmm. when it's challenged or when something seems different? Yeah, And so it does. It shows up. Uh, adversity shows up in different categories. And I think philosophically and, and the way we think today would be one of the areas where we could really benefit mm-hmm. is by looking at the different views. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've looked at different views and philosophies of life. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the, the major questions that has to be answered is, does this view make sense of adversity? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the answer to the problem of yeah. adversity in the world? And if it ignores the issue, then that's not a good worldview. It has to meet it head on and have an answer for it. So this problem of pain and trauma mm-hmm. and loss and adversity in mm-hmm. this world, it has to answer that fundamental question. What do you do with it? And that's why, honestly, I embrace the Christian worldview because when I look at like why God would allow pain and evil and adversity in the world in the first place, I look at it from a dramatic point of view, like this overarching storyline. Um, I want to see a story in which good triumphs over evil. Right. When something good happens that overcomes evil. And so the only thing better than having no evil at all, no pain, no suffering, is having victory over pain and suffering. Mm. And the biblical storyline is exactly that. It's a story about a God that created everything and allowed evil to take place so that good could ultimately triumph over it and healing could ultimately occur. And Mm -hmm. victory is more beautiful than never allowing any any adversity at all. Yeah, and there's no greater story than the story of the cross. No more adverse story. An innocent man being hung on a cross, suffering, Mm -hmm. pain, dying, bleeding. If you are not familiar, uh, Growth Junkies, with crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Just go try to understand a little bit about what kind of death it's crucifixion horrific. is. Yeah, Very and, horrific. And so that's one of the things I love about the Christian faith is that it, it doesn't avoid the issue of, of this adversity. Mm-hmm. It nails it head on, sticks the cross right in the middle. Right. You know, what does God know about pain? Well, he's like, I sent my son to die. I lost my child on the cross in the most horrific way possible. Mm-hmm. I think I can identify with pain. I think I can understand what you're going <laughs> yes. through. So to me, not only does he create the storyline that there's victory over it in the end, yeah. but enters into it by suffering alongside Comes with us. Alongside. So I feel like the Christian worldview, the, the philosophy of life makes the most sense of yeah. this fundamental issue. It does. And so that's why, friends, adversity isn't always bad because it fits the ultimate storyline. And, and your life in a microcosmic way is part of that. Mm. You are a story in the making and there is victory to be had over your adversity. And ultimately you have to win that victory. And so I, I challenge you to, to change your perspective on the adversity in your life and look at it instead as something that is real, something that is common and something that isn't always bad. And then finally, I want to say that adversity can also, it can be overcome. Mm-hmm. It can be won. And so one of the things that we love in the movies that we watch is that we'd be really deflated. I, I can't even think of a single movie that doesn't end with a happy ending. Well, so what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Oh, come on, Ben. You asked me that live on a podcast. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, all the movies that I love, and there's, there's many of them that I really, really love, and it'd be hard to identify just one, but they all have a kind of a common theme. Uh-huh. And the theme is that good triumphs over evil. Mm. That the hero gets the girl and the villain goes to jail. It feels good. 
it feels good. And like to me, it would not feel good if the story ended otherwise. There's something that resonates with the soul about that story. What is that that in all of us? I don't know of a human being that doesn't want that in the end. So the reality is that there is victory and all the adversity in our lives can be defeated and ultimately will be. But you still didn't give us your favorite movie. Oh, well, why don't you give me yours? What's Shawshank Redemption. That's your favorite movie? Hands down. Hands down. Well, tell me about what's the storyline? Andy Dufresne, an innocent guy, did not murder, ends up in prison. Uh And people who've, many people have this as their favorite movie. Mm. But he encounters massively adverse circumstances that he should not be in. And right. has to figure out how to deal with it and eventually finds freedom mm. and his friendships that happen in the midst with Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawshank embodies all of what we're talking about here, which is fascinating because Stephen King was the author yeah. who wouldn't necessarily get. But Green Mile is another one. You know, what? that's that's true. Green Mile fits. I would even add Count of Monte Cristo oh. is another really good well book and movie. That's definitely one of my favorites. My favorites tend to be comedies. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I like love all the, oh, I love the goofy comedies. Those are my favorite. <laughs> but when it comes to dramas, I think the common storyline that you're getting at is, is it captures this theme of severe adversity and ultimately the triumph over it, the victory. Mm. And we we love that because there's something innate inside of us that agrees with that, that that's how it has to end. Yeah, the whole Star Wars is yes. the whole Star Wars brand is built on this. Absolutely. That good defeats evil. And and ultimately that is the storyline and that is our own personal experience. Mm-hmm. So whatever your favorite movie is, Growth Junkie, whatever it might be, chances are it has this story that in the end, good triumphs over evil. It feels good. It feels right because it is. And the same is true for you. Mm-hmm. And to not get defeated in whatever adversity you're facing, part of it, resilience, is this acceptance of the fact that you can win. There is good to come from this Mm. and there is victory. And I'll tell you what, even if it's not in this life, it may be in the next one. And one of the things I heard you say earlier, because strategies for becoming more resilient, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I heard you say was perspective is huge in that. Mm -hmm. And I found that in my life, that the reality is I'm, when I began to understand, I'm not exempt Mm -hmm. from the stuff that goes on in our world that these things can impact me and <clears throat> have a huge issue from time to time, I'm not exempt. Mm-hmm. That perspective where I think a lot of people think this shouldn't happen to me. Why did it happen to me? But if you start in a very different place, mm-hmm. knowing that these, yeah, these things can happen, how will I respond if right. they do? And giving some time to think about that. What are, What else do we have at our disposal for developing resilience? Yeah, and so let me give you three things. I've, I've got three of them, I wrote these down that I think will be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I boil them down to three terms. The first step is to normalize mm-hmm. adversity. Mm-hmm. Normalization is really the first two things. It's real and it's common. You know, the, the, the reality that we have to normalize adversity and, and, and it's not just admitting that it's real, not just admitting that it happens. It's admitting that this can happen to me and bad stuff does happen to me and to be okay with it. This is life. This is part of experience. I'm going to have ups. I'm going to have downs. I'm going to have peaks. I'm going to have valleys. They're going to be good days and bad days. That's part of life. And I embrace that. So normalizing means not being afraid of it anymore. 
a lot of people live in emotional prison because they're afraid of anything adverse happening to them and doing whatever they can to avoid it. And then when it happens, they freak out because they're not prepared for it. Well, what if you got up every day and you were prepared for it emotionally? I expect something to go wrong today. I expect something to go sideways and I'm not going to let it defeat me. I'm not afraid of it anymore. Bring it on. I'm not afraid of bad stuff happening. <laughs> That's part of life. What would it be like to live life unafraid? Mm. Normalizing bad stuff is the first step to that. You might find this to be a funny illustration, but I, I really learned this in construction. Okay. Anything can be fixed. Yes. And I didn't used to believe that. Mm. And I had an issue where I <laughs> don't laugh at me, growth junkies. I put a truss for my roof in the wrong place. <laughs> that's right. That's and that's current. Yeah, this is current. <laughs> and they can, you know, inspector shows up and looks at it and goes, that that is supposed to be over here. Right. And I felt my stomach sink yeah. and all this. And I'm like, well, now what do I do? You move it. Well, here's the thing. The roof was already on. Mm. Sheathed, done, metal roof, everything. What do you do? So is it too late, Ben? You have to look, you had to look for different options. Okay. And I remember Years ago, when I began to understand, like anything can be fixed. Yeah. Like there's, there is a solution to these things. Right. And there's great hope in that. And, and that probably affects how you go about building. You say, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give it my all. And if I mess up, I can fix it. It certainly affects how you look at problems. Doesn't it? Yes. You're no longer afraid of it. Yeah. Afraid of arrive. making a mistake. They're going to happen and yeah. you figure it out a way. So imagine what life would be like, growth junkies, if you woke up in the morning and you weren't afraid anymore. That's what it means to normalize the potential of adversity. So number one, normalize it. Number two, metabolize it. I used this word earlier. To metabolize is to take in the good and spit out the bad. Just like you metabolize food. The body metabolizes food. It, it takes in the nutrients and expels the waste. And so it is with us emotionally and spiritually and mentally to take in our experiences and to choose that, that adversity isn't always bad and to... Take in the good and spit out the bad part. There's something valuable here for me, something that's nutrients for my life mm -hmm. and use it. So metabolize it. Then finally, number three, synthesize it, synthesize it, which means to use what you've learned to not only say that this is useful and valuable, but change something in your life, apply it, do something differently so that the next time you face that issue, it affects you differently. It doesn't bring you down, doesn't knock you down as hard. It doesn't yeah, punch as big of a hole really in your good. life. Those three things, normalize, metabolize, synthesize, are three simple, important steps to become more resilient in your life with all of the difficulties and the adversities mm. and the struggles that you face. Yeah. And so adversity is always going to be there. And the capacity to recover quickly from those things, this mm -hmm. ability to uh, regain the shape of your life is something you can take control of. It is something that you can do. So hopefully a growth junkie, something you got from this podcast episode will be useful to you to meet right where you are. And at the very least, give you some tools to deal with adversity in your life in the future. But resilience is critical. It's critical. And anybody that wants to be a growth junkie needs to master this. Yeah. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Growth Junkies. Uh, we've been talking about uh, a principle that comes from our Four Dimensions book, The Four Dimensions of Human Health. Uh, this particular subject comes out of the fourth section uh, when we talk about um, vocational uh, growth. And so you can find a whole section on resilience. It's uh, part seven 
You can get a copy of this book on Amazon. Uh, you can get it from our website, which is loveandtransformation.org. Uh, we are the Love and Transformation Institute. Ben and I started this organization, and it, we exist to help people with the love of God. How does it affect our lives? How does it affect our relationships? So we wrote this book called The Four Dimensions to be a tool for those out there, and we're working through it together on this podcast. So get yourself a copy, come along with us, learn how to be a growth junkie. We'll see you next time.